No, skunks are. Are they? Yeah, skunks are the worst. I shoot a skunk whenever I see it. Do you have your rabies thing? Shots? No, you don't need it. Unless you get bit. Well, yeah. I mean, but then once you get bit, you know, you know, it's the deadliest disease in the world, right? Yeah, but it's super easy to. If you get it within 24 hours, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dude, anywhere in the world, you're gonna get back to city, or I mean, you know. Uh, I had to get it when I went to Kenya because I, there was I don't think there was a uh, what's it called vaccine shot anywhere where we were. Dude, you have to get a lot of stuff when you go to Kenya, though. Mm. I had to get so many things. Hep B, Hep C. Typhoid, typhoid. I'm like, dude, typhoid isn't that gone now? But I had to get a polio shot. Polio? Yeah. Yeah, dude. That's weird. You got a polio shot, not a drop. Yeah. It's oh no, polio. You can get you can get both. You can either get a shot or they give you like actual medicine you can take orally. I just was like, I'm not. I don't want to take your medicine. Just, put, just shoot. Give me a shot. Mm. Traveled around a little, but then the biggest thing was we. We got a bunch of soccer balls and stuff. We brought over like 50, I think. 48 or 50 soccer balls. And we just went around like the different schools around there and stuff. Passed them out. But it was mostly just to like travel around. So I was kind of excited. I haven't been to... I've been to third world countries, but not like that impoverished. Okay. So it was pretty cool. I don't know, it was fun. Cool. Um, Los Angeles is more diverse than uh, San Francisco? Yeah, I think so. Okay, what about the Bay Area? Um... I mean, are you, are you taking, talking about the Bay Area and Southern, compared to Southern California? Compared to the Los Angeles area, Greater I, Los Angeles. I still think it's. I think they're both equally in in that. In, if, you, if you're going to look at that giant of a, wow, that guy's really really high, and he's running weird with his hands behind <laughs> by his sides. Anyway, yeah, it, I do. I, th I think it is more diverse. I don't know. <laughs> See, the thing is, you, you throw they throw the Oakland element in here, and then it's like. Way more. I mean, I'll put it. I'll put it this way. I've never been scared in L.A. like I was scared in Oakland. Really? Ever? Why? I, I, because it was, you know, like there just there were some bad parts of Oakland. I mean, so this, it was still when I lived there it was the third highest murder rate in the United States. I didn't. I didn't live in gentrified Oakland. I didn't live in Jack London Square. I didn't live in downtown. I didn't live in Temescal. I lived in Fruitvale. You yeah, you say that though, right? So yeah, which is by the Coliseum. Yeah, but even Jack London Square, when yeah. I was living there, there was like gunshots. Yeah, a lot. But there were a lot of gunshots when I, I got I, there, there was a drive-by when I walked off of the Bart stop at Fruitvale, and I freaked out. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's, it's all over Oakland. I mean, at the Art Walk just recently, you know, somebody got shot, and it's not. It's funny because you take like you take that. That violence, and you can just you, you generalize it. Oakland's dangerous. There's, there's, you know, people get shot in Oakland, but it's not true if you actually look at who shot who. You know what I mean? It's like a lot of the youth, and a lot of get gang violence and stuff, and like who's the violence actually being perpetrated on. And then when you cut that down and see like who's a, who's an actual bystander, you're like, all right, Oakland's not that bad. Yeah, Oakland's not that bad. But you know, LA, I'm sure there's just as much killing in LA. Oh yeah, I mean, well, one, it's a bigger area. So yes, but two, it's not—it's so much more spread out. You're not—if you, you choose not to be a part of it or not to see it, you can totally to make that choice. Like I couldn't make that choice. Like, well, you know what I mean? Like if if you really don't want to be a part of any of that kind of like violence in LA, you can choose an area or you know to avoid certain areas. Why'd you uh, choose to live in Fruitvale? Like I'm sure you made enough money to not live there. 
Yeah, I mean, I did, but, well, one, my friend just bought a house out there. He let, well, one, my friend just bought a house out there, and he let me live there. I mean, you know, I didn't have to sign anything, so it was great. So I moved in, and I was like, all right. I'm like, oh, it's kind of ghetto. But I've never, I don't know, I, I've never liked living in the, quote, nice parts of town. You know what I mean? I've never liked that. I never enjoy myself. It, it, yeah, I don't know, like, I, I don't want to say it feels too safe, but it just, it's not real. I've grown up my entire life in a place that is so unlike any other place, and I'm talking about Irvine, that's so unlike any other place that it's kind of like, I don't know, it's, I've, I've had enough of that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Nothing happened there, like, it wasn't real. As soon as you yeah, step outside of it, you're like, oh my god, people don't live like this at all. And, I don't know, that's why I like living in downtown. Like, there's tons of homeless people where I am. There's tons of people smoking crack. As soon as I get out of my car, they're smoking crack. But, I don't want to say I like that. I'm not, like, you know, I'm not saying go use drugs. I'm just saying that's a, that those are real events that happen in day-to-day life. There are people who are addicted. There are people who are homeless. There are people who are down on their luck. There are people who don't have as much, you know, money as other people. And, like, to actually see that, I think it grounds me a lot. And it actually keeps me level-headed enough not to get ahead of myself or, like, trying to you know, keep chasing, like, more money, more money, because I'm looking, you know, all I'm seeing is a bunch of rich people with boring lives. When I actually see people, and I see different, you know, kind of levels of, like, levels of, you know, like, people living different, with different levels of income and stuff like that in different situations, it just, I don't know, it keeps me really grounded in reality. But you have to earn a certain amount of money to live in downtown. No, not really. It depends on where. My rent's not that expensive. Dude, rent is expensive. Do you, know much, do you know how much I pay in downtown? How much? 800 bucks. For a place or a room or what? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a two-bedroom, thousand-square-foot loft. That's... 800 bucks is... Yeah, I guess. That's, that's inexpensive. Yeah. That's the reason. That's why I live down there. There's still places you can get if you, if you want to go to a place that's... Yeah, I mean, if you, if you, want, if you want to get a really, really nice loft in downtown... You, you can break the bank, but there are still places. There are a lot of low-income people that live there. Still, a lot. Is is you don't see them as much. You probably have to go there during the week, during the weekdays in the middle of the days. But there are a lot of low-income people that still live there, and there's still big. That Skid Row area is huge. It's not going anywhere. Anytime no, it's getting soon. bigger. It's getting bigger. Exactly. Yeah. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. But isn't that the the funny thing about Los Angeles in, in general, like? The extreme poverty and then right next to it the crazy amount of wealth yeah like Los Angeles produces a huge income for the US yeah. like outside of like New York it's LA yeah but 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 with you know that same argument you can say for San Francisco some of those houses are 36 million dollar homes they're less they're less than half a mile away from places that aren't so great anymore, even though San Francisco is getting ridiculously expensive, but I felt like that when I was in Washington, D.C., uh, is that a helicopter? Yeah, yeah, hold on one second. Yeah, I'm going to look that past. Hold on, hold on. So, you know, we were talking about, like, the Orange County area and ownership. Yeah. And how I don't believe that there's ownership of the area anymore, as there was, like, 20 years ago. Yeah. And I think I that's agree. slowly becoming the fault of suburbs. Or, I don't know, suburbs were an opportunity for families to have their own home. And now they're an opportunity to, you know, destroy 
or not destroy it, but to to rent to out income. Yeah, to basically to generate income. So, so the way I kind of see, like, or from what I've seen, basically, is like, I look back to the '80s. Like my dad worked in, <coughs> my dad worked in downtown LA in the '80s, and it was horrible in the '80s. I look at New York in the '80s. I mean, depending on if you were a 25-year-old, like, you know, a little gutter punk kid, it was probably heaven. But if you were older and a family, New York was a trip. It, it was a dump. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like there was a big migration. I, I mean, this is what I, I have noticed. There was a big migration of cities in, like, the late, probably mid to late 80s to, to the suburbs in, like, the late 80s, early 90s. And I, I, well, I know this because my parents left L.A. You... You were born in L.A.? I was born in L.A. Okay. Um, but I, when, when we moved, I was only two months old. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, we'll get some of these people's uh, conversation. Oh, that, that's, that's, conversation. That's very loud. But seven is it's still okay, right? Between us both, so it's like $14. It's $14. It's $14. Oh, you shouldn't even charge me. <laughs> <laughs> I understood though, you know, it's like that, the, it's like the, the, the people at the gym on the treadmill having a full conversation. Most conversations tend to be, you know, somewhat private. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want, I mean, or out of courtesy, I don't want to, I wouldn't want to yell a conversation on the phone. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so what we're saying, oh, yeah, and the biggest reason I, I kind of feel that way is because my parents, so when they came here, they were both 18 and 20 and they actually lived from Armenia. From Armenia. In yeah. the, yeah, I mean, well, my, well, if you want to go that far back, my, um, my grandparents, they left Armenia, and they went to Syria and uh, they went to Lebanon after they went to um, Lebanon um, after the the um, Armenian genocide, okay. and then what happened was basically when the Soviet Union kind of took, Ar you know, when Armenia fell into the Soviet Union, they were trying to recruit people back. And so, my my uh, my grandparents came back. So their parents left. They were born in different countries. They came back to Armenia. They had my kids. My kids, my parents. And so my and then when they left, they left from Armenia. My my mom was like what, twenty, I believe. She was, in, she was in the middle of. Where did they meet? My parents met here in in, in Los Angeles. Okay. Um, so then they moved to. You know where the Scientology building is? In, like, it's kind of like. East Hollywood, but like Los Feliz. Yeah. Yeah, basically there. Oh, um, like Little Armenia. No, Little Armenia. Where is it? Um, no, it is Little. It, it is. It's like Little Armenia, and there's it borders something else. I think it's called. It's like we're Vermont and. Or Thai Town or something, maybe. Right? It's like that. It's like okay. yeah, it's around there. So they moved there, and um, I think that they. My dad, my dad was 18, mom was 20. They met when they were I think 26, so they met here. There's some mutual friends and stuff, but I, when I was born, I was born in LA, but we only stayed here for like two or three, three months. I think I was three months old when we moved to Irvine, and so like I mean, I basically was growing up there. You know, I, mean, I don't remember anything of LA. Yeah. How could I? Um, Did you live in that same house in the colony your whole life? No, no. That's a pretty. That's. So when we moved, the first place we lived was. Um, it was uh, in Brywood. It was like on the street called Bunker Hill. And then my parents, when we moved to the street called Monitor, which is right next to Cerevis, and so I went to Cerevis. But 
Um, we jumped around a lot, mostly because of financial reasons. Um, my parents were doing, they were doing really well, but in the 90s, it was like a savings and loan scandal. It's kind of like the same thing as the, um, the real estate bubble. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. And they, they had just, they were doing really well. They bought a, just a huge piece of land on PCH um, in Laguna Beach. And it, they built a huge building there. It was awesome. It was overlooking the, uh, the, the ocean. It was, you know, huge. When the savings and loan scandal happened, rent prices dropped drastically, and so their tenants were like, "Look, we, we're going to leave. We can leave for new, you know, for a cheaper rent, or you can lower our rent." And they had to lower it, and they just couldn't pay for the mortgage for the place. And uh-huh. Oh, that's it. Yeah. It's the same person. No. Uh-huh. So where on PCH? Um, it's actually by Salt Creek. If you keep going down, there's this place called the Coyote Grill. Okay. Yeah, and there's like a 7-Eleven, and then there's like a little like Caribbean grill and stuff. And it was awesome. Growing up there was great because, I mean, I was young enough to where the beach was right there. We'd just go down. I'd go fishing all the time. We would just be, I would just be in the water the whole time, you know. Always fishing, always just bodyboarding, body surfing and stuff. And then we'd just go back up to their place, and, you know, we'd go home. But... It was, fucking yeah, it was rough. And they, they make jewelry? My dad is a jewelry designer. Um, my mom is, my mom, well, that's a whole other thing too. But my mom, basically, she started working at Bank of America when she came here. She was actually starting to get pretty, pretty high up. Um, and then my dad was like, look, like, let's, you know, come and help me with the jewelry business. And so she left that and I... I think she has some regrets about that. Not I think, I know for a fact she has some really deep rooted regrets about that. Um, and so she, what? <laughs> it's funny because, you know, like, that can be very, that can put a lot of tension on a relationship. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm surprised they didn't divorce. I, I Do I think they should have? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I think it'd be, I think it would have been a lot healthier if they did. But in in like in, in the Armenian culture, like you, even you don't now, divorce. it's healthier. No, it's weird. That's the weird part. These past since they've gotten older, and when I say older, I mean older. Like sixty, they're sixty-four now, sixty-three or sixty-four. These past two or three years, I think they've been very good for each other. I think it's because they're old and they're just over fighting. You know what I mean? I think they're they know what their situation is. They really don't. What the kicks? A lot of people come around here. Um, yeah, I mean, it does put a lot of, you know, puts a strain on a relationship. I mean, that's kind of the reason I'm like very hesitant to even jump into a relationship. It's mostly because of the financial side of it, because I've seen how it affects it, and it, it really affects it. Financial side? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's something that you kind of have to grow out of, though. Yeah. And it's oh, hard, yeah. but not many people grow out of it. Yeah. Um, if I if I understand what you're, what you're saying. Yeah. I think it finally did, but I mean, I, I know my mom left her career, and I know she regrets it, because just the hardship she's gone through, and it kind of wasn't her life, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It was my dad's business, so... Hold yeah. on, hold on, let's see. Yeah. Uh-huh. see what happens, because <laughs> so far it's been pretty noisy, but... God, we're in, like, we're at, like, what, Silver Lake Reservoir? On a Monday at like 9.30 and there's still this much noise. Ooh, it's 10. Is it 10? Yeah. Oh, well, that's good.
You don't gotta be anywhere, do you? No, I'm yeah. working tomorrow. Yeah. Well, same here, so. Yeah. We're in the same boat. Cool. Dude, um, we're not on a boat on the anymore. <laughs> I know. Well, they were supposed to open it up. I think there were plans to open it up um, and put boats on it. I know Echo Park Reservoir, or Echo Park Lake, there's boats now, and there's a boathouse and a restaurant on it and everything. It's such a small little... What, like Woodbridge? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it is, it is, but, like, you gotta, like, I, I, I look at what it was before, and I look at what it is now, and it's such a change. It's such a change. And it is like it's I don't know, I, I think I think I think it's for the for the best for sure. Okay, I'm gonna change mics one time. Yeah. Oh my god, like online dating and stuff. It's so weird to me. Why though? I think it I think it can be valuable. Oh, I think it can. I mean maybe it's just my you know, I think it definitely is. I'm sure a lot of people have are in a lot of relationships. Um through you know any kind of like online dating thing but I don't know it doesn't seem right to me yeah I, I'm on the same boat as you but I think it's still valuable to have like if it if that's getting you out of the house and meeting people why not yeah no I I, I agree I totally agree if the if if it makes you happier it's, it, look it's not it's not hurting me you know what I mean it's not like impressing anything upon me it's not changing my life like if, if you want to do it it's not hurting anybody else. Go for it. I think that's totally fine. I'm just saying, like, I'm just talking within, like, my own, you know, views and my own experiences and stuff. I, I don't think I'd ever want to meet somebody like that. I, I agree. But yeah. if the day comes where I haven't met anybody, <laughs> I'm like... Really? I'm like, yeah, why not? But see, that's the thing. It's like, I, like I'm like i 30, and, like, I haven't... I mean, I, I just... Actually, just recently, I started, like, kind of hanging out with somebody who I'm pretty, who's pretty interesting. But I don't know. I, I still feel like I couldn't do it. I like being alone. I, that's what I've totally noticed about me. I really like being alone. Holy shit, dude. You put wow. Silver Lake Reservoir is not the place to do recordings. Wow. Where is the place to do recordings? Because I can't <laughs> think of any place quieter. Holy shit. I know. What is going on? A military zone. <laughs> um, yeah, this is interesting. Being alone is nice, but is it the thing, like, like do you want to be alone forever? I mean, I get... Do I want to be alone forever? Uh, wow. Yeah, it really, it really is loud here. Um, no, of course not. I don't want to be alone forever, but... I don't know, man. I, I, I love my space. I would say I'm really... I am selfish when it comes to relationships. Like, it's, it's, it's bad. Because it's like, when I want to hang out, we can hang out. But if I don't want to hang out, like, I, I just want to be left alone. And that could be for a day that could be for two days that could be for a week and a half um I, I I don't know I just like being alone I love it um it's I don't know I gotta get better at the uh at the compromise the part of a relationship I guess that's funny I don't know don't you like your free time I have too much free time really yeah I don't but you seem like an ambitious enough person to where you fill it with things. You don't just, like, sit and watch TV. Right, but you can fill your time with ambition. But after a while, you just get tired of it. Tired of it or just it's exhausting just constantly going and going and going? I mean, I can do that. I just get tired of going... And then trying to figure out how to keep going 
Yeah, trying to figure. I think that's the hard part is trying to figure out how to keep going. But I respect that. I think that's cool. I mean, part of me kind of seems like I, I feel like I took the easy road, easy way out. You know what I mean? Like, you get a job from nine to five. I mean, that's what's been like pushed into my head since I was younger. Like, I'm too. I'm even if I wanted to like step outside of that like nine to five framework. Oh my god, I would be. It's so scary for me. That's so like like that uncertainty. It's exciting, but it's so creepy to me. So what's the longest you've not had a job for? Right when I graduated um, college, it was probably like six months, seven months. But that, uh, you know what? Like, that's everybody. I'm, I'm talking about now. Like, what's Oh, no. no now? Never. Now, the first job I got, I've gone job to job to job. Like, I never quit without a job. That's. I mean, it's... I'm, scared shitless and and, and and most of it stems from again most of it stems from like being a kid and my parents going through bankruptcy twice it sucks growing up in Irvine without money like it really fucking blows so many people did that no yeah yes so many people did that but I never saw it I never heard you know what I mean like I, I not not the friends I hung out with yeah because bankruptcy is not something people understand Bankruptcy is actually an amazing thing we have in the U.S. No, I know, I know. It's like one of the best things. It's for... just wipe a slate clean and just, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's how the country keeps going, but yeah. in moderation, of course. Yeah, but I mean, you got to look at it this way. It's like, like the way I was raised, like all the sh- like, it's easy to be like, yeah, but a lot of people went through that. But I look at it it's like, when did that happen? When I was like nine, right? Yeah. My parents went through their first bankruptcy. The amount of fighting and stress and unhappiness and sadness that I saw come with it from when I was nine to when I was like 18 years old kind of fucks you up a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I definitely, I've definitely, it sucks. I, I can't, I don't even want to go into it, but it's, it's not, man, it's really hard. And then so my parents have always been like kind of, kind of like pounding into my head like, no, just go go to a good school, get a really good education, and people will hire you, and they'll pay you well for it, and they'll take care of you. And I've been working now for, what, seven years? I know that's not true. That's it's bullshit. Not it's not That was true. That was true at a certain time, I think in, like, the 50s, 60s, even 70s, maybe a little bit of the 80s. But 80s it, for sure. Yeah, but it's not true anymore. That's bullshit. Even I mean, 90s, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even it, totally, it, it's it's true. Even 90s, and no one cares now. I mean, it's such like a do-it-yourself culture now. No, they do just, care. I don't have the degree. Yeah, but but they okay, they do care. But I I don't think a degree is gonna make them care for what you want to do. Yeah, but I can't get a job, like a regular job. Yeah, I almost think you know what. I, I almost think that's better. I don't think so. Because really? if I ever need, like, let's say, what if I had a kid tomorrow? But that's the thing, Andreas, like, you don't want a fallback plan. Every, I talk to my friend Mindy about this a lot, and her boyfriend is a director, and he was thinking about, you know, like, oh, man, like, how am I going to, I don't know how I'm going to pay rent. Maybe I should just go, like, you know, I should just get a part-time job doing, like, geek school. The guy doesn't have to worry about that. Yeah, he doesn't now, but he did, and, 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 and Minnie told me something. She's like, you know what? Like, every time I've had somebody or I've talked to somebody who goes and gets a fallback plan, they always fall back on it, and they never do what they said they were going to do. And I totally agree. Okay. I totally agree. I agree with that, too. Yeah. But I'm not saying that, that like, I 
even if I had a follow-up plan, like, I can't go in and work every day. Yeah. No, but, yeah, I get that. I understand. Yeah. But that's what I mean. At the end of the day, like, what is that degree going to do? If that's not what you want to do, and you've recognized that. I mean, dude, you left Berkeley. I just had dinner with this girl last night. She was at Columbia, and she dropped out of Columbia because she's like, this is not what I want to do. I'm like, clearly you guys are competent and you're smart. You're intelligent people. You've obviously gotten into those institutions the right way and you've realized this is not what I want to do. And I left. I think it takes a lot more balls to do that rather than go through the step by step by step that, you know, society lays out for you. And then at the end of that, you're like, holy shit, what's the next step? Oh, I guess I get a job. And then it's like, well, what do I want to do? No one has actually asked me what I want to do. They've just been giving me these classes that I have to fulfill. And then you, and then a lot of people, a lot of my friends, I mean, I'm 30, a lot of my friends are 31, 28, 20, they have no clue. They're just like, I don't know, we're just working. And, I mean, I'll be honest, I have no clue. I would love to go surfing. I would love to surf all day. If I could make surfing a bigger part of my life, I would do it. <laughs> I, I would t- I would 100% do it. I wouldn't. <laughs> I, yeah, but see, I, 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 but I need more than just surfing. Surfing will not fulfill me. I, I don't yeah, know. It will not fulfill me. And we're seeing that in the surf culture now, actually. Yeah. That, like, it doesn't fulfill them. And then they go and create their own brands. And yeah. And they go and create their art. And that's awesome. And, like, I, that's, this is... It's funny, because ever since I have been surfing, I've been, like... I've always been... I always wanted to be a part of it, but I never actually, like, acted on it, which was stupid on me. But, like, finally, I'm like, oh, my God, finally, there are kids that are not just really good at surfing, and that's what defines them, but they're really good at surfing, and they're doing other things that fulfill them. I look at Dane Reynolds. I mean, I personally think he's the best surfer ever but he does other things which is way awesome i look at dion ages he's a really good surfer but i think he's way more talented he's i think he's a way more talented photographer than he is a surfer so i mean there's a lot of people that are doing that and i think that's awesome and i think that's kind of where that's kind of why traditional schooling isn't imperative anymore you don't have to have it i think some people i think some people do i mean don't get me wrong I liked anthropology, and that's what I did. I mean, that's what I majored in. I really liked it, and the reason I majored in it is because that was the one thing that I really, really liked. I liked observing people. I really liked analyzing, and I think that's what a traditional education has taught me, to analyze in depth, to really pinpoint human truths and focus in on those. But outside of that, traditional schooling doesn't teach you how to use that information. It teaches you how to identify it. It teaches you to recognize it. And then you analyze something. And then it's like, okay, now what? You know what I mean? Like, what am I supposed to do with it? And it's like, I think that's where, like, the job comes in. And it's like, oh, my God. Now it's just, you know, like, mundane day-to-day work. Like, I was always so jazzed about anthropology. I'm like, this is so cool. They studied this. You know, like, the, like, like one of my professors basically came up with a theory. Well, I mean, he, a theory that he proved about why monogamous relationships why why people have feelings like of of guilt when you know a spouse cheats you know what i mean like how did we develop that and he actually had a theory on that and i, and I was like holy crap this, this is fucking amazing i'm like dude this is so great i'm like and he tested it and stuff i'm like it, it's it holds up i mean he's published stuff it, it was really I, I, mean, I thought that was amazing but it's like I, it's, it's like being sold on one thing like i was sold on that and all these like awesome teachers and all these awesome things I you know I was studying and reading and then it's like okay how am I going to apply this to a regular job now and it's like the only way you can apply that stuff I feel like is through marketing and selling crap 
And, oh, never mind. Hold on. And they're back. <laughs> Did you just erase that or what? No. I'm not going to erase it. <laughs> no, include it. Um, yeah, you've been doing ads for a while though. Yeah. Or advertising. I think it's, I think advertising at the top definitely taught me a lot. It's taught, taught me work, work ethic for sure. But is that something that I want to do for the rest of my life? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, I think it's a good place to get your, kind of like, kind of get your chops up, you know what I mean? Like kind of cut your teeth and then move on from there. I, I talk, I mean, because it's, I mean, you know. Where do you like, move on to, though? That, I mean, that's the hard part. I mean, <clears throat> there's only a handful of, like, quote-unquote companies that I want to work for, but I think about, like, what my dad does, and it's, like, it's on his own time. I think about what you do. It's, like, on your own time, and it, you guys get to do what it's you want. It's not on your own time. You don't think so? No. It's on other people's time. Yeah, you kind of have to, like, it's not on my time to get shit done. It is and it isn't. You get to, at least you get to do what you want to do. Yeah, but then you have to do a lot of stuff you don't want to do too. But that's in everything. You, you never get to do. It's never a hundred percent. There's it was like a, you know, but I feel like the ratio is if twenty percent of the time or twenty five percent of the time it's something you don't want to do, and the other seventy five percent of the time it's something you want to do. It's awesome. Like for example, yeah. like I was talking to Mindy, she had this amazing idea, and I won't even go into the details of it because she'll probably kill me if she ever hears this. And it was it was literally the most unbelievable ad campaign I've ever seen. I worked on three car accounts. This is by it was for a Super Bowl spot. It was unbelievable. It was it was perfect. It was a per. This one company was the only company that could execute this idea. Everybody was on board. A chief creative officer. Everybody in the entire company was so jazzed about this. And at the end of the day, who do you take it to? You take it to the MBA. You take it to the guy who's all he has no connection to pop culture. He has no taste in anything kind of movies. Nothing. He has, he has no point of reference as to why this will be a good idea. All he knows is, here's my bottom line. Here's how many cars I need to sell. Do I think this will sell it? Like, <clears throat> that's what I don't like about advertising. It stops with your client, and your client is the most ill-equipped person to realize what's good for their brand. I hate that. That's what I don't like about advertising. That's why I want to get out of advertising. Because at the end of the day, I'm not making what I want to make. What do you want to make? Oh, when I say well, I'm not making what I want to make, that's when I say that it's like of the few ideas, not the few, the many ideas you bring to clients. There's for every ad that you see, there were at least at least five to ten other ideas that were a million times better, a million times better. They would have been a lot harder hitting, and they would have resonated with people a lot more because the people actually coming up with them have a connection to like normal society. But the people making the decisions who have the money to actually produce these ideas have absolutely no connection to anything. They're all very rigid academic world and business world. And those are the people making the decisions of what everyone else gets to see. Do you know what I mean? So you never get to see this. You never get to see the best stuff. You never, because it, it never gets produced. That, and that sucks. That's so sad. If you think... It, my time working in advertising I, I think about all the ideas like that I've seen where I'm like oh my god that's brilliant and none of them get made that's so sad so um, at least 
I think if you take a step back from advertising yeah. and you look at people who make ads, they're, yeah. they're not always on the same level. No, I'm... But, no, there's definitely not. Like, so, like, our... Like, let's say we, we come up with an idea. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. But it's not going to be amazing when we put it out. There's a lot of those, too. Because it, it's it's good, but it's just not going to resonate. Because we're not the same people. I, I, I mean, uh, so, like, mean? we think differently. Like, you and I. No, no, no. Like, people who are, like, making these ads... Right. We'll be thinking differently right. than the average consumer. Right. Yes and no, though. That's the thing. It's not just lock them in a room and come up with, say, hey, we need to sell this product, come up with something. It's a lot of consumer research. Like, there's a lot of research that goes into it. You get to go and see the main consumer in focus groups, like literally behind a two-way glass. Yeah. You get questions asked to him. You get a feel for him. There's a, there's a, there, I mean, any, any ad, any ad you'll ever see. There's so much disgusting research that goes into it. Like yeah. Deep, more, deep, More research deep. than creative. Oh, more, way more research and more money spent on the research than the creative. That that part of it, that doesn't sit well with me either. It's a little scummy. But um, there's, there's companies that don't do anything but research and they just sell literally paper with words on it to, at two companies as market research and that's it. Like, that's all they do. And these companies just, they either pay for a subscription or they just keep buying research. They assign them one thing and they buy the research. It's like paying for somebody to do your, your school paper. Seriously, yeah. it's the same thing. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I would do that if I could. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. I don't know. It's, I mean, do I know what I want to do? do it's, that's such a hard question. It's like, if I could, if, I don't know. Like, I, I, I love, I love photography. I absolutely think it's, I love photography. I think it's the coolest thing ever. I can't even fathom that that's a job that somebody has. That you get paid X thousand amount of dollars to shoot something. That's crazy to me. Like, that's that's awesome. But Who are it, you looking at, though? What, like, which photographers? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's like Jason Lee Perry, I look at a lot. Um, Mike Piscatelli, I love that guy's stuff just because that guy was like old skate photographer way, way back when. Like, he lived in New York in the 80s. Yeah. And he was like 17 years old getting into like, getting into like these like fashion shows and stuff. He didn't know what the fuck he was doing, but it's so cool. It's so cool to like, that's the cool part. And that's what I like about photography is you get to see a world that you never would have known even existed. But... If you asked him when he was 17 if he thought it was really cool, he might have said yes. And then 10 years later, when everything changes, and he's getting paid X thousands of dollars, yeah, he's only saying it's cool because he needs to keep working. Oh, I, no, I agree. I mean, like, it's funny because, like, I totally agree. A lot, of, a lot of people, they'll go like, oh, man, it's so cool. Like, I just want to do art and be a photographer, or I want to do this and I want to do that. But at the end of the day, all these photographers that you're that you guys are, that everyone's idolizing and you know and like and, and looking up to all these people the way they make their money they do ads they either do ads or they do something that's paid you know what i mean very very few people get to do the fine art side of it where it's like they actually get to portray what they like and what they want to see you know what i mean and what they feel and then they make money off it it's, yeah. it's very that's a very minute minute fraction of artists no, that's like that. ten people, dude. Yeah, I mean, that, you, say, I mean yeah. you, you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, so so it's kind of ridiculous to me when people go like, "I just want to do 
this and and I you know like oh I don't want to go work for a corporation I want to be an artist doing this I just want to like you know my message to blah 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 but I, I just want to look at them and be like look at the end of the day like you know who's going to be paying you it's not going to be your message it's going to you're going to be you're, you're, you're going to get commissioned something to do something for somebody else but at the end of the day you're getting paid by the same people who are working for corporations you know what I mean yeah and they're going to buy your art too exactly and they're going to buy your art artists don't get famous like you think Andy Warhol was hanging out with a bunch of like like you think Andy Warhol was hanging out with a bunch of like gutter punk street kids no Andy Warhol was hanging out with like heads of corporations and stuff he was partying and doing drugs with these people with people who had billions of dollars yeah. So yeah, we glamorize him and we think he's awesome. I'm mean, hell. I think he's fucking awesome. But you got to look at what he did. Like he is a very, he was the small fraction that he got to do what they wanted, what they wanted to do, and got paid for it. And but the thing is, again, the people who were buying it were the people who had billions of dollars. Those are the people who assign value to your artwork, and those are the people who buy it. Yeah, you know what movie I saw recently? Midnight in Paris. I haven't seen that. I really would oh, love to see that. Shut up. Yeah. You have to go see it right yeah, now. My parents saw that. They even said it was awesome. That was like, it's a three-year-old movie, dude. <laughs> I know. It's really it. old. I, know. Right. I still haven't seen Blue Jasmine. I still want to go see Blue Jasmine. See Midnight in Paris first. Okay. Blue Jasmine's okay. Okay. But anyways. It's funny. I see a lot of movies. A lot. And I haven't seen that one. I'm surprised. Yeah, Midnight in Paris was a good movie. And it reflected on art pretty well. Really? Yeah. Because um, he goes back in time... And he meets all his, like, idols from yeah. the 20s. Like, uh, Hemingway. Yeah. Uh, Picasso, yeah, I heard. Yeah, Dali. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, dude, if Hemingway was anything like he was in that movie... Hemingway's a dick. He was a dick. Dude, Hemingway's fucking dope. Yeah, he was a dick, though. He I'd was be, a jerk. I would have been Hemingway. Yeah. That would have been me. I would have been Old Man in the Sea. Saddest. Like, that's, like... <laughs> that's tight. He was a total recluse, man. Dude, that's so awesome. Bro. Yeah, I know it's great, but I mean, he he was he was totally a very strong opinion. He was a dick. Yeah, and, and, and when you do that with art now, you don't get make as much money. <laughs> no, you don't. I mean, look at Picasso. The guy didn't make a cent. He was broke. He died. Okay. Um, you know. Yeah, Picasso. That, that's a that's a good point. But he did make some money at some point. Yeah, he did. I mean, he he no. I mean, he made money, but like his not nearly his his artwork was not worth anything compared to what it is after after his death I don't know I don't know any artist that's gonna be like that I mean there are some fine artists like I know Jeff Koontz um he this uh, he's this uh, German dude he is like a fine artist I mean he he makes millions of dollars selling an upside down vacuum as soon as he you know what I mean dies it's gonna be worth more way more yeah um but I think it's inflated like look at Banksy's shit like it's inflated because of his marketing for his product but that that, that, I mean that was his point you saw that movie um, Exit Through the Gift Shop yeah that was the point that was the entire point of that film was the only reason art is assigned a value is because it's pushed and the people who buy it assign the val- assign value to it. So it's basically only worth as much as people are willing to pay for it. Yeah, so it can be priceless. Yeah, it could be. That's, that, that's how you get price. How, how can something not have a price? Well, clearly, it has a price. If somebody's willing to pay a certain X amount of dollars and the other person's willing to you know, sell it, then it's yeah. worth that price. But priceless shit, is, it's all made up. It's yeah. all made up. And we really like it's it. It's fake. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... So, do you, do you like Kanye West? Uh, well, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> no, it's a, such a straight-up question. It's, it's simple. I, 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 I do... I, th- I think he's a, 
I think I think he's a good artist. Yeah, I do. I, I think he's a good artist. I, I I do like some of his music. I definitely do. I think he thinks he's bigger than he actually is. And I think because he thinks he's bigger than he actually is, he becomes smaller than he actually is. Really, you yeah. think that? Yeah. I think he keeps getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, I mean he does. And if you're if you're if you're measuring it in terms of popularity, but like I think his head is so big, like he's never going to reach Beatles status. You know what I mean? It's very hard to reach Beatles status, but I just don't think he's going to be. He sees himself as that big, and he's not. Maybe yeah. I, I agree. Um, at the same time, though, like. This guy's he's he's cool, right? Because he he he's done he's been doing stuff that like nobody really wants to do. And like this what? Is, like like uh, he made this short film that was at Con. Oh really? Yeah, and it had like triangle shaped screens and shit, and yeah. it, was, like, it was like seven cameras sh- shot all over the place. I'll never be able to see that because he doesn't want people to see it on a flat plane. But like that's cool. So. Anyways, well, I didn't know that. I didn't know that he did other things. Yeah, he does a lot of other things, and that's kind of one of the things I've been learning recently. Um, so his head's so big that he, like he is a god. Yeah. Like every artist, every artist thinks like that. Yeah, I'm, for the most part, yeah. I, I, th- I think I don't think every artist, but I think for the most part, there are a lot. I think every artist thinks that, they, or knows their value. Yeah, I mean, yes, I totally that I agree with. Okay. and I think, but but I think that's imperative you're going and putting yourself out there you know what I mean like how could you how could you how could you be successful how could you succeed if you didn't believe in yourself it's almost like this I mean yeah I mean well that maybe goes back on what I just said I mean that's like how you have to have this like embedded self-confidence that can be that's like unshattering self-confidence to do what they do I mean you're if you think about it you're not just like putting your art like up on the wall you're like broadcasting it for a million you know god who knows how many people to see it so i i agree with that i think there are a lot of artists that are like very very overly confident for their abilities but i i think that helps i think you kind of have to have that i think that's what pushes you yeah you know man uh, that's uh, dude that that's the truth i haven't like i have no confidence in my abilities as an artist and i don't know why I don't know why. It's it, it's like anything. I've. It's funny. I remember reading this Ira Glass thing. You you you've, you heard this American Life, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's like this the little quote that or this quote that he was quoted saying is, he's like, you know, nobody ever told me this, but generally when you're trying to make something or whatever it is that your craft is, is like generally there's a two year learning curve. For two years, everything that you basically make is not going to be up to par with the standards. You're going to think it sucks constantly. And he's like, after two years, he's like, it takes two years. He's like, I made a bunch of crap over and over. The, the key is to keep making. If you keep making it and the more that you make, you know what I mean? You set deadlines. You just keep churning stuff out. The better and better your stuff's going to be. It's all practice, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I've heard David Cho say it, too. Like, that, that he's... That guy, that guy has the most interesting fucking life on earth. He's that guy's lived like a million people's lives in one lifetime. He's like thirty something. Um, you know, he's like he even said he's like you know I draw something and people are like oh my god you draw it so perfect. He's like yeah because I drew it fucking ten thousand times up until that point. You're just seeing you're seeing the ten thousand and first thing you know the ten thousand and one drawing of that fucking bunny. I sit there and I goddamn repeat it over and over and over and over and over. I practice it a lot. I think that's like the biggest key to anything. Like if anybody wants to do anything, if anybody wants to write anything, whatever you want to be, if you want to be the best at it, 
you just have to practice it over and over. I mean, you just just make as much stuff as you can. If it's if it sucks, fine. That shouldn't stop you from actually continuing to make stuff. If you think it sucks, just keep making it. And even even better, if you think it sucks, then you'll just keep pushing yourself to make something good. You don't want to be content. Do you know what I mean? You don't yeah. want to like sit back and be like, all right, well, that's it. That's good. Good for me. Well, you should just give up at that point. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you, if you, if it's good enough for you, you should just not do it anymore. You should just move on. It's and funny. I, I'm, I'm too like I wish I could take my own advice. I'm, I'd be like if I could go back, I'd probably. It's weird. I would probably do product design or fashion design. Probably product design. I think but that's pretty cool. You're not that old. I know, I know, but you got to understand, I'm scared shitless. That's a waste of time. Huh. I, that's, I know. That's really I, I know. Because like I, 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 I believe say, me. I'm not. I'm not defending. I'm not defending my position here. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, yeah, but it's like so sad that it's like fuck, dude. He's in his forties. Like to me, that's sad because like I just turned thirty this year, and I just I kind of had a freak out. I was like, I can't sit in an office forever. I'm like, I can't do this. Like I, I have seen too much to know. I have seen too much out there to know that like to be content sitting in an office and doing this I can't do this anymore like I, I've traveled around too much to know that like this is it there's so much more out there there's so much more I can learn it, there's, I can be so fulfilled with things outside of this office you know what I mean and yeah. that's where I started freaking out that's where I was like alright dude if you if you know Sean if you really could do something right now what would you want to do I'm like yeah I have certain ideas but like that I, the things that are, the things I want to do, I just don't know how to like go about them, you know. And like that's why I kind of was like, "Fuck, man!" I'm like, I would, I know myself. I would, I need somebody to push me to do something, like, like assign me something to do it. I would, t- I would love to do art school. Like that wasn't even. It's funny because it wasn't even an option. Like at least, I mean, you choose, you chose not to do it. But like for me, I mean, I'm not. How, how old are you? Twenty three. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm thirty. It's like seven years. A lot happened in that seven years in terms of like. I didn't even know art school was a fucking option. Like, when I heard there was, like, kids doing, like, transportation design and kids doing product design and, like, graphic design, I'm like, there's schools? You can go to school for that? You know what I mean? I'm like, holy shit, had I known, I would have completely reevaluated what I was doing. Would you? Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if you would have did. Oh, I've yeah. I've known you for the last seven years. Really? Yeah. I don't know if that's something that you would have done seven years ago. Uh, I dude, I think so. I really do think so. Uh, all right, per, like I don't, I don't feel that way. But if you like, you're, you're probably right. You might have looked at it. I, I, I would at least I would have known. Yeah, I didn't know. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I really didn't know because again, I, that the main thing was like, whoa. Um, the main thing was like, like the way my parents kept pushing me into stuff. Like I, I saw how how bad they were going through. You know, like certain like just just financial shit. And it's like, it was always like, don't take risks. Don't do anything. Don't take risks. You just play it safe. Like, go to work, save money, like, slowly, little bit by little bit. And that's been just nailed into my head to where now I'm like, fuck, dude. I I think that's wrong. I think it's good, though. Yeah. I I mean, I guess. I mean, yeah. I don't don't make enough money to, like, I don't make enough money. But but you're 23, and, 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 and you're doing what you like. I have a friend who, who he, my friend Matt, he he does. Um, maybe I shouldn't name off all my friends, but <laughs> you can find him on Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> actually you can. That's why I do respect him as well. He's not on Facebook. Okay. Um, you know he he lives in Irvine. He has a a kid, and he has um a, you know a wife and he. Oh, is this? Yeah, my, this is Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Matt. All right. yeah, and you know he has a condo. <laughs> he moves to Irvine. 
No, um, is it, did you, are you talking about the map that I surf with? Yeah. Yeah, I was probably. Yeah, hold on. There's a bunch of noises. Okay, first of all, let's talk about Matt. Matt would never be on Facebook regardless. Yeah. Just because he, it's out of his time. and like. But he's only two years older than me. Yeah, but it's out of his time. It is, yeah. Like, but that's what I mean. See, like that little time right there, that little, little time is one person's out of Facebook, one person's in Facebook. You're 23, I'm 30. That seven years, a lot has changed in seven years. Yeah. A lot has changed in terms of like careers and stuff and what is, what's actually like, you know, marketable and what's actually, you know, like certain skills, you know what I mean? But like going back to Matt, I mean, you look at his life, his life's fucking, if, if it's on paper, it's great. If you talk to him, it's great. I mean, it is great, but you know, we just had a kid. I think Sophie's like, what, a year old? has his wife has a condo he just put another down payment on another bigger house you know so he has a couple pieces of property I mean, he's pretty ahead for a 32 year old guy and you know i asked him I'm like well how much do you make and he, you know, he told me and i'm like well that's you know i'm like i think you know that's not a ton but you know if you just worked harder couldn't you make more and he's like oh absolutely he's like i'd probably double my salary if i if i worked harder he's like but at the end of the day he's like i get to surf every single day twice a day every single day at least two times a day if i want to take the day off and go surf i can do it and he's like and i can see my kid my baby every single day i have no real agenda i kind of get to set my work schedule with mother nature and the schedule of waves and the schedule of swell and i was like wow that's pretty awesome and like he's figured it out pretty early for himself but he, for himself <laughs> he's, he's he's a nice guy yeah he's oh. awesome oh my god he's he's that, that talk about like talk about like kindness to towards strangers i i learned that through him more than anybody he's he i mean he always has an ulterior motive when we're in the water because he's super nice to people he'll let a couple of people take waves and then he knows like all right sweet i can get a million waves out he of never this. let me take a wave <laughs> um Anyways, I want to I want to go back to real quickly, like yeah. where you feel you're at in your life. Yeah. And you don't know what you want to do, but I think that's kind of silly because I do know what I want to do. I think you I think you'll know. I mean, I think you know you you know what you don't want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of do know what you want to do in a sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you if it get kind of canceled, yeah. It's narrowing down, I guess. Yeah. It narrows it down. I mean, like, I when when I when I saw that you were like, you know, doing this, and like, I just listened to the one with I think that you recorded with Brooke. I was like, I don't know. I've always liked like I loved. I've always loved NPR, and I always loved like StoryCorps and stuff. I've always loved like Radio Lab. I think, and I've always loved meeting people, and kind of always like listening to their different situations. Yeah. That to me is that's like the coolest thing to me. Like, I really like photography. I really like storytelling. That's another reason why I really liked anthropology, because it's kind of a form of storytelling. And I just, I don't know. Like, the, I, I know, I, I'm in that area where I, here's what I like. I just want to need to know how to, like, monetize it. And it sounds so terrible, but <laughs> I shouldn't worry about that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you kind of have to if you want to do it. Look at NPR. They beg for money for, like, yeah, half the year so they annoying, for money. Yeah. It gets so annoying. And I'm sure, I mean, Ira Glass loves what he does, but yeah. I don't think he likes begging for money. Yeah, that's true. And it is begging. Fuck you, NPR, if you don't think you're begging. Yeah. Like, I love you and I'll work for you, but yeah. you're begging. Yeah, it um, is. And it's kind of sad that you have to do that because you're good stuff. And I'm not going to put any of this in there because it's kind of weird. But <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you should keep it in there. No, it's right. I mean, it's true. It is begging, but at the same time, it's like, 
God, they like I don't want to listen to any of this paid stuff. You know what I mean? Like I mean, I, I you know I do have a membership and everything, but it's so I don't know. Just like any of the stories, like I like Radio Lab to me is what like God damn, that's a great program. Like that's amazing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The, yeah. So I I am I do I am narrowing down what I, the things that I do like. I just need to know, and I am narrowing down things that I do not like. I don't like. I don't like going to an office every day, man. I don't know how. But you've never done anything else, dude. I know, but I. I, But at the beginning of this conversation, you said you don't. Oh shit, mosquitoes! What? Mosquitoes? Oh yeah. Uh, You said you don't. um... (sighs) You said you you don't you don't ever want to be in my situation where you don't know like. Well, no, I mean, I I I never want. I I would I would be scared in your situation. Not that I not that I'd never want to be in it. I just. It would, I don't know how much stress it brings you, but it would bring me a lot. That that's that's kind of what I meant. Yeah, well, I think it's the most stressful place to live in LA and do and do this because like, even if you, even if you have friends who are doing stuff and you're really happy for them, it, but you might not even care what they're doing, it makes you nervous that you're not doing something. Yeah, yeah, no, I I I think that that's a that's a big part of this problem in this society is. I was talking to that girl that I was I had dinner with yesterday and we were talking about it and she just completely got off Facebook, completely got off like Instagram. I was like, oh, I'm like, you know, why? I'm just curious as to like why. And then it's like, you know, it's like all these things. Oh, great. Well, no, we keep, keep going. Right, well, I was going to say we got another conversation coming. Yeah. If it gets um, out of hand, we'll yeah. deal with it. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's funny because all these like social media, like, social media platforms are supposed to be like oh they connect people and they connect they don't connect anybody really like you're not really being connected like truthfully being connected to anybody how can you do that over the internet you know what I mean well I think actually I I, I, I used to think that way and yeah. then I I went to the middle of nowhere yeah. and I still felt connected to people oh yeah 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 I mean it'll, it'll still okay I see what you're saying I see what you're saying but what well, like what I'm saying is like I feel I don't feel like it's a real connection. Like I don't feel like it's like me and you sitting here. Like you're in the flesh. I'm in the flesh. You know what I mean? Which like, doesn't happen very often. Let's be honest. Well, that's what I mean. But like okay. I, I value this connection yeah. more than I do like the number of count of friends that I have on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, you absolutely. Know? But what? So what she was ended up saying, which I which I agree with, is it really just gives you little glimpses of other people's lives, and if taken the wrong way you can feel really shitty about your own life yeah yeah absolutely you know what I mean you, it just make, it makes you feel really bad about your own life like wow these, all these people are like they're there oh my god this person's being successful or this person is having a lot of fun and if you really think about it break it down all it's really showing you and all people want to shit kind of put up there are the little happy moments so now you get a big string of a thousand people with just a bunch of little happy moments and you look at it this is one big picture of like amazing happiness and you just look at your own life. You're like, fuck, man. My life sucks. Like, I should be doing this. Or how come I'm not having this more? How come I don't have this many friends? Or, how, oh, man, this guy just got married. Or this person just got, you know, <laughs> you know, like this person just got an amazing job. Look at the car. They, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it, I, I feel like it's more detrimental than it is, like, helping. It can be, absolutely. Like, and when I first started doing anything in terms of photography mainly because that's when I was the youngest that's the first thing I started to do mm-hmm. um, I looked up to these like big photographers and they like her, like they fucking use social media to earn their income right yeah yeah. that made me feel like shit 
and I just disconnected from all that. Yeah. And then I became I, I became much better and much more confident. Yeah. And I, I, I started seeing and understanding how much how like that's bullshit. Yeah. Like first of all, like I could probably do what you wanna do, but I'd never wanna have to go and and say that to people. Like take my workshop, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um workshops can be really, really useful. Yeah. You know? Um but it's scary to have like all this all this pressure like you should be doing this you should be doing that this is how you do this yeah. this is how you do that it's just scary it's scary it's like really really scary so I had I, like that's the reason I got on Twitter so I could follow these people yeah. and like understand certain things yeah. I got rid of that oh okay you know what I mean yeah, yeah yeah so and then I don't know that's the same thing along the lines of Facebook like with your social group yeah of friends yeah and now we now we moved on to where we follow like Mark Healy and he yeah. spearfishes and he, yeah. and he does all this other shit yeah and or his life's follow, so great yeah and it's like you're, or we follow you're like, like Kelly Slater it. yeah right? who like who lives the most unbelievably it, it's it, it's it's not real man that 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 life one person gets to live it in the world and Kelly Slater's that one guy well you know what the funny thing is there was just an interview around table and they're like, it's it's really funny to see Kelly without yeah. his phone. You you probably read that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, fuck. Look at this guy. Like he's always putting stuff on Instagram. He's always doing this. Yeah. Like, why is he doing that? Yeah. I think to myself. Yeah. Like this guy probably he everybody wants his life. Yeah. But why does like, he doesn't need to be putting that stuff on? Yeah, on he, I mean he doesn't. He doesn't. But like I I I mean I, from what I've read, he's like a pretty interesting dude. Um. He's pretty smart too. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't want to surf for the rest of his life. Yeah, but he does it because it's fun. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So he, I, I mean, he might be in that situation. He, he's an older surfer. He's four, in his forties. He's been surfing for twenty years professionally. Yeah. But he just might not know exactly what he wants to do yet. Maybe. So he, I, I feel like he's starting over too. And I know this is super random. Yeah. That we're talking about Kelly Slater. Yeah. But I think it's something. I, I feel like he knows what he wants. He wants. He want probably. I mean, he probably wanted to be a pro surfer. Do I think that's the end all for him? Like he's just gonna retire and then like, like a lot of other pro surfers just like go live on a beach somewhere and just day to day until they die absolutely I don't, I don't not he won't he, he won't would he would never do that no. he's, he's too he's too interesting of a person like that's why I really respect him because it's not for Kelly Slater the, the end all is not surfing surfing is something he is very passionate about it's obviously a giant part of his life it's obviously the way that he brings any kind of, you know his money in but he is a scratch golfer which I had no clue which he's like he could be pro like he's unbelievable at golfing he apparently is super into like a bunch of weird conspiracy theory things he's really really <laughs> smart guys I mean guys who stay with him they're like dude he, he was up all night on the internet he had 25 browsers open and he was just reading a bunch of like stuff he does that a lot you know what I mean I'm like that's cool that makes him interesting to me as opposed you know opposed from like I mean Mark Healy has an amazing life I would love his life but there's nothing else to Mark Healy than what you see oh I don't know if that's true you I don't I, mean? I don't feel the same way really yeah I don't feel the same way at all oh okay um I just I, I don't I don't see any depth there as I see in like other other people I I think I mean, the depth of course this is just speculation I don't know him he could I be think, a, I'm sure he's a great guy yeah for sure yeah. and I think the depth comes when like you want to put it out there okay like 
Look at um, like your perception of death is only there when you want to put it out there. Kind of. Look at um, Shane Dorian. Yeah. Dude's gnarly. That goes awesome. Pig okay. hunting and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so, awesome. Uh, no one, by the way, no one is going to know who, what the hell we're talking about. Yeah, no I know. One, but no they're going to look gonna... it up and the world's going to be a better place. Yeah, that's um, true. Anyways, so Shane Dorian, I think that this guy is low-key enough. Where he could be, like, he probably has that dev, but he doesn't need to put it out there. Like, he doesn't want to put it out there. Yeah. Because he doesn't want people, or, I don't, I'm, I'm just, I'm just using that as an example. He might just, he might not want, or even need that, he, he doesn't need the acknowledgement. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, I, he probably doesn't, I mean, he doesn't need the acknowledgement. Does he, he still puts stuff out there. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people do, but yeah. on on what level is what this world is like? Is what our perception? How is? Uh, I can't talk because I'm freezing. Um, Are you really? Yeah, I'm so cold right now. Really? Yeah, I'm shaking. Dude, um, what the hell? We should probably go then. Yeah, we'll go. Yeah, All for right. sure. Anyway, so um, everybody likes different levels of acknowledgement. Yeah, of course. And I think that's like one of the interesting things about where we are in this time. In history, yeah, because everybody can get acknowledged. Yeah, for just existing. Yeah, you don't really have to do anything. Right, and yeah. then once you break that down and look at like you know social economic classes or race, we're slowly going to be able to evolve as a society once yeah. we acknowledge each other. Like yeah. like people acknowledge Bill Gates. Yeah. You see, put it out there. He didn't, or Warren Buffett. They don't have to say they're giving all that money away. Yeah. Like a lot of pe- a lot of really rich people do that and yeah. not want that acknowledgement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. They do it like anonymously. Yeah. But Bill Gates like, being allowing himself to be acknowledged does a lot for society. Yeah. Or an artist allowing himself to be acknowledged does something for other people to feel that they can acknowledge themselves. Yeah. Um. So I think it's cool. I, I think the suppression is still there, but it's gonna it's gonna fade away. You know, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna be we're gonna be better people from here on out. I think so. Like I mean, I I th- I think I, like I know it's it's so funny because I was just thinking about that today. I was like I was like fuck man, everything's pretty good right now. If you really think about like where we are now. As opposed to where we were 30 or 40 years ago, fucking 60 years ago, like with a Hulk, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that that ain't that long ago. No. That is not that long ago. No. And when people, like, you know, like, yeah, there's shootings and stuff. I know that stuff sucks, but, like, you also have to think, like, part of it is just because, like, a lot of that stuff's being acknowledged a lot more than it used to in the past. Or it's being, like, you know, it's being broadcast a lot more. But, like, really think about how far we've come. Life ain't that bad. No, life's amazing. <laughs> it's actually really, really good. Yeah, I don't have to... Uh worry about like polio <laughs> yeah like polio yeah like like i had to worry about it when i went to kenya i thought it was like a dead disease but like yeah i'm in america i don't have to worry about it like life here is good like it's not, it doesn't suck it's not it's not as hard as people make it out to be i mean it's certain aspects of it are hard and or maybe certain aspects are getting harder but like for the most part in general like life's pretty good yeah and it's only gonna get better i think yeah and um you know i think i'm done talking because i'm so cold but yeah, let's let's yeah, leave. Yeah, let's get saved, yeah. Okay. Bye bye. <laughs>